Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Kirsten, is that you? Yes, it is. That's you? <laughs> definitely. I, I'm definitely as famous as Jane Fonda. Yes, there was a time when she was pushing all of that thing. And I think she was one of the first definitely. to say you can be in your 40s or 50s or older and get into shape. Mm-hmm. She she was, I think, an early proponent of all that. 100%. I still have a couple exercises that I affectionately call the Jane Fonda. Really? Oh, of course. Can you picture it? You're lying on your side and you're lifting your leg high up into the air, bring it up and down and up You sound like down. her now. Yes. Just a touch. But did was she Was she effective at doing what she at that point in time intended to do? Oh, of course. I mean, at that point in time, you know, there were so many people who hadn't thought that exercise could be for them. And especially, you know, the being gendered, um, it was very... What do you mean, being a, being a woman? Oh, yeah, of course. Are you kidding? Some of the early, um, in quotes, like women's exercises were actually machines that you would get into with straps that would in- wiggle your fat away. It would basically kind of... What? Uh, yeah, there, you should Google some of this. It's kind of ridiculous what what women were expected to do in order to, in quotes, be in shape. And how would that get you in shape anyway? Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> it was basically like a little jiggle massage. So the biggest resolution, or at least the most common, I should say, resolution is to get into shape. That's intertwined with losing weight. Often, yes. Yeah. So this is your busiest time of year? It can be. But when people tell you that is my resolution, do you sometimes cringe? Just a hair for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, I actually, I mean, at this point in the year, um, after the holidays, aren't you a little bit tired already? Aren't you a little bit tired of being drained from social obligations, from family obligations, from all these parties, from, you know, even just the diminishing light? Like this time of year to to wrestle with ourselves and, and try to start something new and start something fresh when maybe we're already feeling a little bit depleted from the holiday season. You know, it might be a... Any time is a good time to start when you are ready, when you've hit that pain threshold, when you're like, okay, this is enough. It's time to change and it's time to choose something new for myself. If that happens to be the new year, then fabulous. I was a very bad radio host because I mentioned early on that you'd be coming on and I did the tease, Mm -hmm. as we call it, to promote, but I didn't introduce you again. So Kirsten Anderson is a, and how do we say it? Because you have... Lots of certifications. Um, that's correct. I have a I'm a certified personal trainer and also a behavioral change specialist, which means that you can change me by the end of the show. Yes, that's exactly how quickly it will happen for you. I don't Steve. think anybody can change me. They tried <laughs> many, many times. So you said earlier, just like a second ago, something that made me want to ask. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of what it was. Um <laughs> I hate when that happens. I understand. But, the- but but that brings up another point. Uh, if you are in better physical shape, mm-hmm. you can move very well. Does that mean your brain actually moves better? Oh, are of the, course. Well, I don't think people would say, of course. Well, in in the kind of Western 
way that we look at the body, we try to segment it apart into different pieces, right? You have your body, you have your mind, and then you have your emotions. But the reality is, is that all of those states are like a braid. We are woven together as one unit. So anything that benefits the body is going to benefit your mind. And it's also going to benefit your emotions or your stress. Um, and so when you move, even if it's just, you know, going for a walk, getting some sunshine, doing a couple push-ups or knee push-ups, if you can't even do a full push-up, like what getting some blood flow, that is the lifeblood of both the brain and also getting that energy out of the body can help reduce stress as well. How important is movement? Oh, uh, movement is medicine, 100%. Oh, I like that line. Yeah, 100% movement is medicine. How so? Um, I mean, without getting too nitty gritty into the science of it, like, have you heard of um, like people who have restless, restless leg syndrome I've or people who get like clots in their legs? I've seen the TV commercials for the former. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you are sitting, right, we've, we've heard that sitting is the new smoking. It's um, as bad for you as smoking. And the reality is, is movement, especially leg movement, because of gravity and the way that our blood flow works, we actually need the movement of those muscles in our legs to help pump the blood back up against gravity to then recirculate through the rest of the body. So if you're not moving your legs, especially uh, uh, some people have major health complications that arise out of that, including blood pooling in the feet or, or clots in the legs, things mm. of that nature. Okay, so the biggest resolution, I'll start, or I'll go back to where we started. The biggest, and by the way, our telephone number, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the New Year's resolutions part of it. I want to talk about losing weight. I want to talk about getting into shape. But I am curious here, because this is a great question, what does your guest think about all the celebrities who jump on board with this fitness stuff, like Oprah, Kelly Clarkson dropping weight recently, Mm. the idea of apple cider gummies, and all of the trends that go on? You're laughing. I am. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because we all want a quick fix, don't we? We want... Well, there is one now. You could take a pill. Mm, yes, you can. You can take a pill. Which I, you're not a physician. So I'm not I, a physician. But have people asked you about that? Oh, of course. Of course they have. And, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say that, you know, if you and your medical team and what is happening in your life, that is a, a viable option for you and that is a worthwhile change for you to make. I'm never going to poo-poo something that... Um, will help you in some capacity. Um, is there a however? There is a however, because it's, you know, just like, for example, gastric bypass surgery, right? There, it's It can be a quick fix if you don't also take some time and address some other lifestyle changes in addition to that one fix that you are able to get medically, um, whether it's surgery or whether it's um, a pill or a shot or, you know, something along those lines. Like, I'm there's also there's so much like moral weight uh, associated in our culture trying to get us to to feel shame about being a bigger size or like it's our own personal moral failing when we aren't in good shape or when we have gained weight and that's like it's so much more complex than that and i think that we just need to give ourselves a little bit of grace Mm -hmm. and uh you know be able to take realistic actionable changes and that will eventually build over time we're talking to personal trainer, and she is certified in all this stuff, 
Kirsten Anderson, who's located in Ravenswood in Chicago? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, So someone comes to you and says, you know what? My goal is to lose weight, maybe pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds Mm -hmm. for the new year. What's your advice? Um, My first piece of advice uh, is actually not to give advice. I ask a lot of questions. Um, I want to know more about how you got to where you are. Um, I want to know how you want to feel more so than the amount of weight that uh, you're going to lose or that you want to lose. Because if you... Do you think we too often say 32 and a half pounds and put a number on it? Oh, yeah. I do think, you know, there is something to be said for, you know, being at a, a... in quotes, healthy weight, right? Mm-hmm. But that can vary wildly depending on person to person. Like it's, it is okay for people to have, in quotes, more weight on them than what the beauty standards in this country think is quote acceptable. Un- quote, unquote, yeah. Quote, unquote. So, um, but really and truly, I, I care more about helping people feel their best. If that means um, having a little less weight on the scale, great. If that means being a slightly smaller size, great. If that means putting on more muscle or feeling stronger, like I, I want to know what you actually care about the most and what will help to motivate you to stick to the changes um, versus... Are those the magic words, stick to the changes? Oh, I, I like to say if you're on the train, it doesn't matter how fast you're going on the train, just stay on the train. Um, so, for example, so clearly you've seen me run. <laughs> it's more of a limp, isn't it? Steve? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, she's about <laughs> right with that. Um, but you know, because life happens, you can't expect yourself to be a robot. And you know, if if you set um, exponentially high standards for yourself that um, you, because of life circumstances, can't always achieve. And then if you can't achieve them, you feel like a failure and then you jump off the bandwagon entirely. That's no help. It's, do we do that? Oh, 100%. Is that how most resolutions actually end up? That seems to be the case. Um, usually by the end of February, I don't, I don't have specific uh, statistics for it, but it's a very high percentage of resolutioners who by middle or end of February have already fallen off the bandwagon because they set these unrealistic um, expectations and, and goals for themselves and don't have um, the practice at following through yet. Um, and so, you know, I, I like to help people um, find more balanced um, goals and um, action plans so that they can feel successful. Because when we feel successful at something, we're going to get that little thrill, like get that little dopamine boost, check off that mark from our, our list for the for the day and carry on. And, and by doing so, we by continuing to show up in those ways for ourselves over time, we slowly change our perception of ourselves. Instead of saying, oh, I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to be more fit, you go, oh, I I go to the gym. I am fit. Or like one of my clients, um, she was training for her first 5K and she was going religiously almost every day, at least going for a walk, mm-hmm. if not for a jog. And about halfway through there, I said, you're, you know, you're a runner, right? And she said, oh, I am? I'd never thought of that before. I'm like, aren't you running? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so the, just seeing that like sparkle in her eyes, she realized that she'd been doing something consistently enough that it had become part of her weekly activities, that she looks forward to is, that time. Is that the secret to get that dopamine hit that 
unless you exercise some, you probably don't understand. It's true. Which would be most Americans, because I don't think, and you have to tell me because you know far better than I, I think most Americans' idea of exercise pretty much is getting up to use the restroom. (laughs) Potentially. Or, you know... uh, I mean, like we mentioned earlier, sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. Like, no, we don't, you know. But if you're sitting, you're not moving. So clearly. So uh, for most people in this country, I forget what the percent is, but it's over 50 percent that are overweight or obese. Mm-hmm. It's actually two thirds of people are overweight. What? Two thirds of people are overweight and approximately one third of people are clinically obese. Is that more than most countries, I imagine? Yes, um, but I mean, the, there are definitely other first world countries where that trends as well. But um, it's definitely an epidemic here in in the states. And does that have repercussions? Uh, of course it does. It, yeah. I mean, it has repercussions not only for our, our personal health, but also for our communities. And um, quite frankly, like the the money that we spend in healthcare in this country is astronomical, and that is one hundred percent tied to. Um, our, our lack of overall fitness. All right. So how do we get to the point where we want to be, okay, we want to be more fit. How do we actually convince ourselves to do it? Do we see someone like you? Can we go to a health club? Can we follow? Now there's a thousand apps for this on the phone. Mm-hmm. What is the way in which we should do it? Um, I would say whether you go to a club or you hire a trainer or you try to do it on on your own time, um, you know, find find a, a, some area of support. Find a buddy. Find an accountability buddy, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe you're making a, a, a big change, or uh, and you want to start going to the gym, and it's it's uncomfortable, like especially for um, women, um, like middle aged women, especially that I, I tend to work with. Um, a lot of, you know, walking into a gym and you're surrounded by these big buff guys who know how to use all the equipment and you're like, oh, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to go over here and hop on the treadmill because at least I can operate a treadmill. Like it's OK to ask for some help, you know, and even even the meatheads at the gym, honestly, the like what the meatheads at the gym, you what know, are those? the guys who are there all the time lifting in those heavy weights and, you know, they've got biceps as big as your head, like <laughs> Quite frankly, you know, in in my experience, I know it can feel really intimidating to go into that environment when you when you don't know uh, exactly what you're doing. And I mean, isn't that true With in anything? anything? Yeah. yeah. Um, but in in general, um, when you walk in to a gym setting, whether it's other patrons, whether it's meatheads who are there all the time, or, or gym rats, as I would affectionately call myself, you know. They are actually cheering you on. I know sometimes our inner monologues get a little bit, um, you know, self-deprecating or, or, or not even self-deprecating, but we almost put these these negative um, well, we conversations have, almost that we think that we're receiving. Or it's we, this imaginary competition, if you will. And in fact, they're – yeah, they, they're happy that you are there or mm-hmm. they don't really care perhaps. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, but – should you then compete against yourself or not even use that word? I I think that, I mean, if, if competing is, resonates with you, then by all means, use that. Um, not everybody needs to compete with themselves. Like, honestly, 
you know, sometimes we mentioned getting on the train or being on the train, right? So sometimes clients of mine will walk in the door and they tweaked their neck or they like did something to their shoulder or they're just feeling a little low and mm-hmm. don't necessarily know why. Um, it's okay not to push yourself 100% every single time. We don't have that type of energy reserves all the time, right? But even if you show up with 20% energy or you recognize, you know what, I was planning to to do this big push or, you know, go for this this longer run or or train in these intervals or push heavy weights today, but I can tell like I'm just run low and my body's asking for something different. I really believe that there is innate intelligence in our bodies that we can tap into. And that's kind of tied into, you know, what you were saying about if if you aren't in shape and you haven't experienced the what that feels like to get that boost emotionally mm-hmm. and hormonally um, and endorphin wise from movement, like you've got to you've got to get over that hill and experience a little bit, get a little taste of what that feels like, and that's when it starts becoming um, almost a healthy obsession. Yeah, right? and it truly does. Kirsten, how can people find you? Um, I am located at. Um, Forteza Fitness and Martial Arts up in Ravenswood. And you can also reach out to me at sparksynergyfitness at gmail.com. Do that again, spark Spark synergy Synergy fitness at gmail.com. Perfect. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and good luck, everyone.